Welcome to the Now You Know Akron podcast, brought to you by the journalists of BeaconJournal.com. Each week, they will share their expertise on Akron and Summit County. Now, here's your host, Craig Webb. Thanks for joining us for the Now You Know Akron podcast. I'm your host, Craig Webb. Our spotlight topic for today's podcast is a young Kaga Falls student who spoke up during a school board meeting about the importance of wearing masks. Her discussion was met by jeers and some cheers from the audience, but we'll talk to Caitlin Parks about the bravery it took to speak before the group and some protesters. But first, here's three things you should know from recent headlines on BeaconJournal.com. Our medical reporter, Betty Lynn Fisher, sat down and had a discussion with the new leader of Akron Children's Hospital. Chris Gresner is the new CEO of Akron Children's Hospital, and he just started his new job. Gresner comes from Boulder, Colorado, where he'd been president and CEO of the UC Health University of Colorado Hospital. It was perhaps the cleanest birthday party ever in the history of Akron, and it's a bit of Akron history. Gojo Industries is celebrating 75 years in the city. Jim McKinnon, our reporter, sat down with the CEO and chatted about Gojo, where it was and where it is now. It's interesting to note that Gojo started its business plan as a way for rubber workers in the city to help clean their hands after work. In our final spotlight story, our reporter Amanda Garrett looked into the legal documents in a strange court case involving a Boston woman who's accusing a Fairlawn man of giving her herpes. This case is winding its way through the courts with many twists and turns. BeaconJournal.com and all of our apps always feature updated headlines and subscriber-exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. And now for our Spotlight Topic, we are joined today by Kaylin Park, a student in Cuyahoga Falls Public Schools, and her mother, Keona Matthews. Kayla made headlines earlier this month when she spoke out in favor of wearing masks in schools at a particularly contentious school board meeting. It seems most of them these days have been particularly contentious, where several anti-maskers also spoke out. Let's pause for a second and we'll listen to an excerpt from the recording from that meeting where Kaylin confronts some in the audience who attempted to interrupt her. Our next speaker, Ms. Kaylin Park. Hi. As a kid, I hear... I want to know more things than a lot of people and other kids do. I, this year, asked a lot of questions, and it's exciting to know new things. As I did not get to know this question, and I had to hear it, it is super weird to be here because adults don't think that their children should wear masks. As my mom's brother died of leukemia, he had to wear a mask for other people's safety. My mom had to wear a mask to see her brother. Nobody had a problem with that then, but now they do. So now it should be the time as us to be able to stand up out of ground as a lot of you guys are adults you guys should be able to know that masks save lives. Can I please speak? Can I please speak? Let me speak. 
before you guys go off. It is so weird that you, some adults, cannot know this. And get me on camera. I like to. Because it is super inappropriate that I have to be speaking here. Because you guys, some of you guys, cannot wear masks. Some, a lot of you guys are adults. And I did not get forced to do this. My mom asked me. She was not forcing me. So before you say that, don't think that. Because I wanted to be here. I want to be here. And I'm not going to get interrupted here. <laughs> don't laugh, please. As a kid, please be quiet. Aiming us hearing my mom, I have to know that. And it's inappropriate that you guys can't stay quiet. As I, what I am saying, you guys, please be quiet. As you guys should know, please wear a mask. It, you're doing it for your safety. It's like kindness. My teacher tells me, when you do something for other people, they can do it back. Well, wear a mask for them, and they'll wear it back. Just wear a mask for kindness. See, you're showing kindness. Showing kindness is the right way we do things. As if that I would be gladly to say, please wear a mask. And I know my time's up. <laughs> I should also note, as we come back, that we are joined by Beacon Journal reporter Phil Karen, who covers the uh, school board in Cuyahoga Falls and also reported on this particular meeting. So welcome, everyone. Hi. Thanks, Hi. Thanks Greg. I guess, Kaylin, I, I guess we should start with you. Um, I'm not sure I was I would be brave enough to speak before a uh, school board meeting, I, I, and I'm not sure I would be brave enough at, at one that was particularly as well attended. In fact, I, I think it was even at the natatorium, not even in the normal location because so many folks were there. So I, I, I guess where did you uh, where did you find that inner strength to, to get up there and, and speak? Well, I could see that so many kids were not bothered by masks. And um, I just wanted to show people that we're kids. We're not that we're not bothered. We we don't want to wear them. But we are not bothered by them. And I wanted to show that mask wearing is also just kindness, straight up. Because when you wear a mask for another person, you are helping that person stay safe. When another person is wearing a mask for you, they are helping you stay safe. And that is how our world will get through all the hate and will become a kindness world. <laughs> That's true. And I suppose from your perspective, you, you kind of know what it was like to have online learning, right? I mean, because you had to, Cuyahoga Falls went online for a while, so you were a, a remote student, and that wasn't very much fun, was it? It was not fun. Um, I, could actually, I couldn't go for a week without at least going one time asleep. But at the same time, you know, that time it was like, okay, you just got to get through it. Next year, you'll be in person. This will all go through. But it's sort of crazy that before even COVID started, 
me as a kid, I wanted to do online so I could stay home. But now I do not want to do it ever again. I will never <laughs> want to see it again. I do not want to do it again. So I, I should have asked you before, now what grade are you in? How old are you now? I'm in fifth grade, and I'm 10 years old, and I turn 11 in March. Excellent. Fifth grade. I, like I said, I'm not sure. In fifth grade, I, I think I was probably more concerned about playground and, and not even thinking about going to a, to a school board meeting. So so what do, you, what do you think? Do you think you want to be a politician or a speaker or something when you get out, grow older? What do you, well, this- I'm into a K-pop band, which is Korean, Korean pop. Korean. And, and I wanted to do be a K-pop artist. But also, if that does not work, I would like to run for president. Wow. But you never know if you just want the road take where you're going to go. But I would like to do those two jobs. Or I'll, or if that would not work, I would like to make a store with my brother. Well, that's a lot of great goals. Better Don't be a journalist, perhaps. Maybe a, or be a journalist. Maybe you could. Uh, so I, I'm curious what. Not what good at writing, so. Well, you know, neither am I, so. You don't have to be a great writer to be a reporter, right? Um, I, I guess I'm curious. What was your reaction afterwards in class? I mean, did, did the kids know what happened, or was it? Um, a lot of teachers knew what happened. One kid who was in a different class, which is in my grade, yeah. at recess, um, some of the parents who were on the PTO, they said, you did a great job, you were amazing, but not parents who were not on the PTO. And one student who was in my class who did not, their parents did not agree with the mask. They started bullying me and calling me dumb. I would get all F's. I'd probably be in the fifth grade again. But um, that did make me sometimes stressed out. But then I re- realized that I actually did something amazing that I don't think he, I think that he's jealous about because he could never do it. <laughs> Mom, I really didn't know where she gets all this confidence. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, Mom. So, so where does this confidence come from, and and and, and what's your thoughts? I mean, you, you obviously as a parent, you you feel bad you want your kid ever to be called names or anything, but I, I guess there's a sense of proud, you know, that, that she did speak up. I think, to be quite honest with you, I was preparing to go to this meeting, and I've always taken my kid with me. Like, I, she's been in marches and rally and protests, so she's very familiar with being civically engaged. She's worked on um, elections with me, so she's she's been around this world, right? And I think part of the reason she was able to stand up there is we were lucky. She spoke after one of our friends, Sarah Banshoff, and so she watched Sarah handle the crowd. Everybody else, when the anti-maskers were speaking, we were quiet. We let them say what they needed to say, and after it was done, they got the, the applause from the people who agreed with them, and they their three minutes were up. But when people in favor of the master spoke, they would attack, they would argue, they would yell, they would get kicked out of the room. And so she watched people that happening. And I could see her doing like this and hands up, which is what they do in school when they need them to be quiet. You got your finger like, on your nose and a hand up in the air. Okay. Yeah. We, so she, we did a new one. That's zero, but I don't think it's that good. <laughs> I, well, I, I recall what you, I believe, were doing the signal toward one of the um, – anti-maskers who was trying to speak up and, and interrupt there, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I saw her doing that, and I mouthed to her. I said, Kaylin, are you sure you want to do this? And she said yes. And um, she wouldn't let me. I was going to stand up there with her, but she didn't want me to stand with her. She's like, I want to do it by myself. 
And I think watching Sierra, Sierra was the first person who spoke, who went, who said, let me speak. And so I think watching that, I think she was recognized that she could, she could say, let me get my point, point across. Let me speak. So when she came up there and people started yelling at her, I was scared. Like, you don't know what your kids are going to do when in those situations. So I was scared. She started repeating herself. So I was freaking out. I'm like, okay, it's getting to her. We got to just get through these three minutes. And then finally, I think when she said, let me speak, you guys got to speak. Let me speak. I recognized, number one, she could handle it. And number two, she wanted to say something. Um, so I think part of where she gets it from, she's just been around people who've been very, very outspoken. And I think another part of it is in her school, they teach them to be kind. So here she is at a meeting about the schools where people are not being kind. And she's like doing what they told her to do. So I, I grant, I think her teachers did daughter too. Very good. I, I guess I'm, I'm curious as, as a parent, it's just hard to think that, that, you know, a 10 year old would ever be jeered, right? I mean, it just, you know, it's one thing to jeer another adult. And right. I'm not sure that's even right either. Maybe at a baseball game. But, um, you know, I, I guess it was just, were you a little dumbfounded by, by that? Is oh, that- I, I, at one point, the, the first person who said something that I could hear, it was a lady to the right of me. And she was like, you don't know. It was, she sounded sweet. So it wasn't, it wasn't obnoxious. It wasn't angry. She was just like, right. you don't know, right. honey. And I went like this and went, she's 10. And then that is when Kaylin said, let me speak. And I was like, oh, I think she, she might have this. Right. And you know what's funny? At that point, if I recall right, when Kaylin, when you first said, let me speak, you did get some, get applause from some people as well. And I imagine that was probably helpful as well that you had obviously support of some, certainly a good number of people at the uh, at the meeting i'm thankful for all the people who actually did um cheer me and showed me applause um but at the same time um it was sort of still nerve-wracking because um people were still like people were looking at them like they were crazy and I sort of felt like at the oh, you could see the whole room too. I could also yeah, I feel see like um, I sort of like feel like this is gonna get my family in trouble, or maybe it's not. Or maybe my family's gonna get hurt because this is these people are crazy. But then I was like, if it gets my family in hurt, um, I'm pretty sure. I could handle it because um, words can also be stronger. People need to know that words can be stronger than Than physical. Words can beat you down without beating you up physically. Yeah. And when you're speaking words that are rude and are hateful, it gets you more into it. When you get beat up, you don't think of that so much. I mean, when you get beat up, that's wrong. I get that. <laughs> but it doesn't get into you as much. But when you get into words, words are... They stick. They stick into you. And, that, and sometimes you can never get those out of your head. 
Well, let's just let's not make this a norm. Anyway, we shouldn't have words nor nor physical fights, right? Kaylin, mm-hmm. you know, I'm curious since you know, obviously, you know, I'm an old fart. Am I allowed to say fart? Maybe that's not a good word in a, in a podcast. But <laughs> what's, what's it like in a classroom right now? I mean, you know, wearing masks. I mean, is it is it different learning? Is it harder to learn with, with a mask on? Um, no, it's the same. You had the same attention. You can pay attention. I mean, sometimes when you're talking, it's a little bit annoying. They'll say you have to take off your mask. Or sometimes you have to pull up your mask in class, and teacher might think that's distracting. But it's not like that. I mean, you get to go outside, and you get to have a break of mask. They give you a break for five minutes, and after recess. I mean, we have snack time. We have... We have all those things. I wish we had nap time, but, you know. You're too old for nap time. You're never too old for nap time, Caitlin. <laughs> Agreed. I was going to say that. Absolutely. So, is it odd coming home and not wearing a mask? Since you're wearing a mask all day at school and you come home, it's like, I feel like I should be wearing a mask. Sometimes, when I come home, I will keep my mask on for about till I have to brush my teeth, till I have to eat dinner. And I was like, why do you still have your mask on? And I'll be saying, oh, I have my mask on still? <laughs> so, it's like, I have my, it's, it's like, it's something that kids won't mind. That's another proof that kids will not mind that, and they don't care. It's really, they care about, is helping their community, and doing what their parents say. This is true. So, I'm curious from you, and we've kind of been down this road before, for those of you who follow this podcast, I'm not going to say our ages, but Phil's been around a little while. Right. A couple decades or so. These are just unusual times. I mean, the, you know, school board meetings can be contentious, but usually mm-hmm. it's I, I've covered school boards in the past, and, right. you know, it's a lot of reports, it's a lot of book reviews, and very few people in the audience except for the bus driver of the month and perhaps the students of the month who are yeah. ushered out pretty early. I mean, these are, these are just odd times to cover school boards. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah they are for sure. Craig, it, it is an odd time to cover school board meetings. Interesting you mentioned about students of the month because we did have uh, the beginning of that meeting indeed did have um, student awards. We probably had probably a total of about 100 people at the meeting at that point. But then once the awards were done, we were probably down to around, I'd say, 50 or 60 maybe. And, yes, you're right. Typically, school board meetings are not real exciting or particularly contentious. Um, I think the other thing that's been interesting to watch is that We've seen this sort of these debates and arguments continuing over meeting after meeting after meeting. And you know this, too, Craig, from covering both city council and school board meetings. You might have one particular issue about maybe a project or something that brings people out to one meeting. Right. And then that's sort of the end of it one way or another. But this these, this issue surrounding masking and the vaccine and, and some other issues that have come up with school board issues have. CRT staying right throughout the past few months. And yes, there's definitely a lot more tension than I've seen at school board meetings in sort of two decades now of covering them. Well, they're, they're, it's interesting. They're, they're veiled threats and not so veiled threats. And I, I've listened to part of the, the recording and, and one gentleman came up and said, I'll give you my address when you give me your addresses to the school board. And, and while that may sound like a funny joke, I, one could take that as a threat. I mean, it, it, it's certainly very pointed rhetoric right now. Right. The rhetoric. And, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the word rhetoric because a lot of 
escalated language has been used sometimes by anti-maskers. They reference, you've heard some where they equate having a child wear a mask, equate that to child abuse, which seems really, really out of proportion for, you know, what we're asking students. To they do. left that note on my car saying that. Did they really? Is that right? Yeah, they left a that sticker. Late? Is that right? Yeah, they left wow. a sticker. And what was I interesting heard. is no other person who spoke up or rep- who was arguing in favor of Mass Save Lives got a sticker, but the, but the black family. And they left the sticker. It's it was a two little kids, and they have mask on, and it said mask or child abuse. And um, one little boy was wearing a um, was having a sign, and had a mask and said, "My body, my choice." And it feels like that's not really something that's um, that you should say because there that is way different than my body is my choice. That is um, way different than that. women's health. Yeah, women's health. Cause um, and you know, like I see that sign, and it was like you could just see what happened at their home. You could just see, like, hey, can you hold this sign for me? I, I know. I do. I will say. I think that that he believed in that sign. Like he believed this. So, like, I think part of the reason people are coming out is that. You know, these issues are very charged because they've been made political and not necessarily just about the health concerns. Um, then it's not just about education when it comes to CRT. It's about the politics behind it. And so I think, you know, a lot of it is is that. Also, I think a lot of those people who don't want to give their address don't live in Cuyahoga Falls. And that's why they don't want to live give their address. Um, some of these people are rotating through the same meetings. Mm-hmm. And I think that the next meeting will be the telltale for Cog Falls, to be honest with you, because we can either show up and say, this is who we are, people who want what's best for our kids, people who, or this is not who we are. I know we plan to be there. I hope more people plan to attend. And, and part of the reason I want to be is not, not necessarily for contention and anger and animosity. That, that's not what I feel towards them. That's not what I feel towards the board. Part of, I just want us to recognize that we support your decision. That's why most of our, our presence was simply being there with masks to say masks save lives. The majority of us didn't speak. We are never going to sign up for the majority of us to speak because, it's, you know, the school board has already made the choice, <laughs> you know. But we just want to say we support you, we hear you, and we appreciate you. And that's one of the things that Kaylin said. She just, we need to be kind to each other. We need to be, we need to remember that kindness means we care about each other, mm-hmm. and we show it. And a lot of times, um, how, like, um, seeing our community, I would love to do, I want to do all these things. I want to do for the, I want to do, like, um, I want to help all these homeless. I want to help, I want to help by giving um, hot chocolate in the winter for homeless. She I, loves hot chocolate. I love it. We have, we have to buy at least five packs a week. But, I mean, who doesn't? But, I mean, I would love to do all these kinds of things. But, you know, at the same time, my biggest hope to do right now is to get everybody to wear a mask when they need to so then we can save our community and save you. That's true. And everyone loves hot It's hard to drink hot chocolate with a mask. You have to take your mask off to do that. But, yeah. yeah. Phil, I just, just briefly, could you 
could you say where we're at with the policy in the falls and, and when the next kind of key dates are that for, for reviewing the policy? I mean, I think there are some rolling timetables. It varies by district and, right. and kind of just, just where the falls is on, on their timetable. Their mask mandate at this point uh, runs until the end of October, officially at this point in time, with the idea, of course, that they'll uh, reevaluate the situation at that time. And uh, the superintendent will likely announce another decision probably late October there, probably right around Halloween. He, he's been given the authority by the school board to sort of make that decision, if you will. Like they don't have to sit there and have a, a formal roll call vote each time. So we'll see what happens. I know in a neighboring school district, Woodridge, they've already extended their mask mandate until the end of November through Thanksgiving there. So Woodridge went to school during the whole pandemic, though, with the kids wearing masks, didn't they? The uh, majority of it, I think. I have a friend in Woodridge. Probably was the majority, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And I hope we can reconvene here when you're running for president, Caleb. And uh, you'll, you'll grant our humble uh, Beacon Journal and give us a, an exclusive interview so we can, uh, you know. So so thank you all for, for joining us. And it was a great, great discussion. Thank you all for having us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. That's all we have today for the Now You Know Akron podcast. Be sure to join us again next week. Episodes are released every Wednesday or thereabouts, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. They're also available on BeaconJournal.com and all of our various apps. Before we go, we have to thank our producer, BJ Lisko, who keeps us on task and helps get this out every week. And we also urge you to support local journalism by becoming a subscriber. If you've already signed up, you have my heartfelt thanks. Until next week, now you know Akron.